Warning, the following podcast contains spoilers and Dave and I start a fight club. <laughs> we watch it. Hello, everybody. Can I just say, I can't believe you actually said, you're not supposed to talk about it. That's the whole fucking point. <laughs> I broke the first rule. <laughs> and the second. What? But what did just I break saying. the first rule of, Dave? Hmm? What did I break the first rule of? I can't tell you. <laughs> oh, you got me. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to We Watched a Thing with B. Dizzle and Dave. I got my gusto back, as you can hear, people. My gusto is here with me. <laughs> and uh, we are here to talk about a movie. And uh, we were meant to do two movies, but I was slack, didn't get her out of the second one. So instead, we're going to throw in a countdown at the end because it sounded yeah. like fun. Uh, sure. But let's start off with Bottoms, which is a 2023 American satirical teen comedy film directed by Emma Seligman, who co-wrote it with Rachel Sennett. It stars Sennett, Io Ediberi, Ruby Cruz, Havana Rose Lou, Kaya Gerber, Nicholas Galitzine, Miles Fowler and Marshawn Lynch. And what is it about, Dave? Gender fluid lady teens decide to start a fight club to try and hook up with the hot chicks in the school or yeah, something that's pretty much it this movie has been raved about um it's oh, got this is, this is the new super bad yeah it's got 90 percent on rotten tomatoes from critics and like 96 percent from audiences um <laughs> i've seen numerous people whose opinions i very much respect calling this the best uh comedy of the year and one of the best teen comedies in years oh, so people are loving this so movie. i went in with really really high expectations i know that you were Same. really excited off the back of the, the trailer tra the trailer was really really fucking good and, yep. and um, very funny. I, I think I, I convinced you to see this. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll apologise later. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> cards shown. Well, let's get I into it then. I can't help it. Um, well, I may as well show my cards too. Yeah, I did not love this film. I have to say, I my expectations were really high. I think it's a fine movie. I certainly don't think it's, it's the best comedy of the fine. year. Um, no, I, no. I can think of one time that I laughed in the entire movie. I don't think this movie is oh, that I, funny. I I definitely laughed more than once, but I I do think this is bizarrely just getting very unwarranted plaudits. It's not great. It's the almost every laugh out loud moment is in the trailer. The trailer it should yeah, get right. awards rather than the film. The trailer was great. The yeah. film was a huge disappointment. I really wanted to like it. And I think that it has an interesting premise that could have led to some good comedy moments. I, I really like the cast. I'd like to see these girls, you know, particularly our two leads, one of whom wrote it. I'd like to see them do something else. But really? I felt like structurally the film was not written well at all. I no, think that the, the no. plotting is really all over the place. Like I said, I, I personally didn't laugh. Um and I, I just want to take a moment to... I, I, don't, I don't often do this. Like, we're talking about one movie. I don't want to praise another movie. I just want to know where all the people talking about Joyride this year are because that, to me, is the best comedy of the year. It's the best raunchy comedy of the year. It's the best female-led comedy of the year. And it's I don't know... Joyride. Have I seen that? Nobody did, and I don't know why. <laughs> um, it's about two young Asian-American girls who go on a trip to China and one of them who was adopted... Um, kind of ends up wanting to meet her birth mother and it's it's Sounds like a riot it, it actually is it's it's easily the funniest movie i've seen this year 
Um, and it's, you know, much like this, very raunchy, uh, very, you know, female driven. It's got heart. Um, but we're not talking about that. I, I just wanted to take a moment to say, go see it, people, because yeah. that. Billy doesn't hate female led raunchy comedies. <laughs> yeah. He's I just, just don't told like you about one. one that he likes. <laughs> but let's, let's talk about this film then. So you're saying that you didn't even like the leads or the, the premise or anything. Well, in the uh, end. I didn't like Rachel Sennett. Okay, and I, and she's the one getting all the love. I've I've seen reviews saying, "Oh my god, the world doesn't deserve Rachel Sennett." I was like, "Well, I know I don't." Um, <laughs> I found her character just completely lacking in any redeemable qualities. And I know she's meant to go on this yeah, journey of redemption, yeah. but but she's so well to me anyway. Completely hateable for the entire film. Yes. I didn't find any redemption. I just, I just didn't like her. Period, and I didn't yeah. want good things to happen to her. I, I, I thought she was terrible. I don't know what and you mean. Yeah, given that she wrote her own part, I don't have much hope for her as a writer either. Yeah, okay. Um, I didn't, I didn't dislike Josie. I thought Josie was a perfectly nice character, albeit a little bit boring, maybe. Yeah, but um, I thought she, uh, I, um, Edabiri. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Apologies. Um, <laughs> I thought she was perfectly fine, but I, I did not like Rachel Sennett at all. And given that she's probably the preeminent of the two protagonists, she is. That's yeah. a big fucking problem yeah. for your movie. I know, what you, and I think this leads to my biggest problem with the plotting of the film is this is easily the most predictable movie I've seen in years. Well, you know, it, from the it, moment it, it starts, what's going to happen? You know, the structure, <laughs> like it's it's essentially a sports movie. Where, you know, halfway through, something bad happens, the team goes apart, they get angry at each other, and then by the end they have to pull together. You know where it's coming the moment the movie starts. And I think you're right. I I don't feel any deserved redemption from her character at all. I quite no, like horrid. I quite like the final scene where they're beating the shit out of the footballers. I think that's oh, well, probably we'll the most the fun of this movie, which is all over the fucking shop. <laughs> I think it's probably the most fun scene in the movie. The only time I laughed was when they're egging the dude's house and uh, the weird girl sets the bomb off under his car, and she's like, "It's gonna blow." That's literally the only time I laughed in this entire movie. Uh, I, I, I weirdly, because I'm the one slagging it off more. I I did laugh. Numerous times, the funny bits were very funny. Yeah, okay. But but they had just utter boredom between them. Yeah. Overall, this movie I found incredibly dull. Yeah. For a comedy, that's that that's the death knell. The the the, the few funny scenes or funny and and funny lines, and there were several, were very very funny. Yeah. And they were all in the trailer. There was there was nothing that surprised me watching the film. Everything that was funny. I was kind of waiting for it. There it was. Okay, now I'm stuck with this fucking tedium until the next funny bit. Yeah, I mean the um, fact that you found it that dull and it's 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 only eighty minutes long. In fact, it, oh, it's probably it's, even shorter because the final seven to eight minutes is credits with mm. bloopers and stuff in them. I, I think it's yeah. probably only about Which seventy. Also funny. No, I think it's probably don't only include about bloopers if they're not funny long. directors. There is no point <laughs> unless unless they are funnier than the film. They can't even just be as funny. They need to be even funnier than the what goes in the film or don't include them. Yeah. It's just painful. Yeah, yeah. And I think that the other problem for me, like you said, it's it's dull. The movie does at a certain point try to inject quite a bit of heart. But like you said, 
I don't particularly it's care tone. about the characters, and it becomes very this is soppy the, very this quickly. This film, tonally, is the equivalent of James McAvoy's character in Split. Yeah, yeah. It's, on the one hand, it's a um, clever comedy or attempting to be, a la yeah. something like Pitch Perfect. On the, It's also a teen gross-out comedy, a yeah. la like a Van Wilder or something, or a, not another teen movie, anything like that. And then it takes this fucking bizarre left turn into John Waters' sort of dark surrealism in the final act where yeah. you literally have people being butchered and murdered. Yeah. And it, it, and, and it's treated surreally because there's obviously there are no repercussions for the fact that they, they slaughter this entire oh, yeah. Yeah, opposing yeah, yeah. football team. Yeah. The, the movie is just... A mess. I actually wonder if part of it is I don't know. Are we getting too old, Dave? Like, is this is this a movie made? No, by I don't think so. I I, 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 wondered... think this will, I I think this will be borne out when we get to our countdown after this review. Yeah, that I, we're not. It's I, not us. I just don't think it's a well written film. See, I think, but here's here's the what I mean. Experience of the writers comes through in the inconsistent tonality through this entire film. Yeah, but here's what I mean. I wonder if, to a certain extent, this is a film made by Gen Z for Gen Z. And by that, I mean, like, the TikTok generation. And I use TikTok every night. I have no problem with it. But (laughs) what I mean is TikTok does that thing where tonally it shifts. You watch a seven-second comedy video, you swipe, you're watching a a three-minute cooking video, you swipe, you're watching something else. And that's a little bit like what this movie feels like. I feel like... And that's that's kind of no, but I think that that if that's what the film is going for, because a lot of films do that these days. I felt that way about the Mario movie. I wanted to like it. It's so frenetic. The Mario movie just wasn't very good. It's so frenetic though, and it's the same way I feel about all the Minions movies, which for some reason are hits with young people. It's so frenetic. It's it's like watching ADHD on screen. They are genuinely not good, and they are banking on the fact that their target audience are literally pre-tweens yeah, yeah, yeah. who have who, who don't ha- and and no fault to small children they haven't experienced enough of the world to develop yeah. a discerning to palate and and it is just cascading that's like critiquing play school for being puerile but it's, it but it feels a little they, they bit are what they are it feels a little this, bit like the audience ADHD for this are old enough to know better and, yeah. and old enough to be discerning and there are films aimed at that age group that I think I just infinitely better written. I, 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 I don't think this is a well put together film. I agree. I think I it agree. has a lot. Of, it has some good ideas. There's not a lot of originality, as you pointed out. It's literally pitch perfect, thrown in a blender oh, yes. with Fight Club and fucking yeah. Mean Girls and, and any number of other things. There is not a single original beat in this but entire film. But you know what? Film. I think the and idea... And then there's this dose of Heathers at the end with a bit of sort of black comedy. The thing for but me it, is that the idea of blending all of those films together, while not original, I think would lead to something fun and funny. You know, it's something we've seen before. You take, you know, take the idea of blending Fight Club and Mean Girls. That sounds good on paper, but I just don't think this was executed well. Like, No, because it's, 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 it, 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 it feels like it's written by committee. Mm, Each yeah. scene is a rather than the whole thing being sort of a melange of um, Mean Girls and Fight Club and Heather's and, and everything, 
it's like each scene was given to a different person and they were it's it's like names out of a hat in, in um uh, yeah. uh what, what what was the drew carey the whatever the fucking comedy game oh, show was. Oh, yeah. Uh, whose line is it anyway? Uh, whose line is it? It's like names out of a hat. It's like, it, it, yeah, you yeah, need yeah. to do a scene about this and yeah, your theme yeah, yeah. is Mean Girls. <laughs> yeah. You're doing this scene here and your theme is Texas Chainsaw Massacre or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. And that's why it doesn't work. And I think it's, I, I, I do think, and I'm, I sound like I'm being horrible to poor Rachel Sennett, who I'm sure is a lovely girl, but I'm, I I feel it's the inexperience of, of her and Seligman that, they haven't managed to pull together what on paper is an intriguing premise. Yeah, I think so too. it's disjointed like that. But the fact that it is, I, I agree. I think it comes off very clearly as an experience. So, look, did I like this movie? No. I'm happy that other people are liking it, though, because... You know, she's a young girl. It, how many how many good, people good actually go through with it and make something? You know, I've yeah, pitched and, TV and pilots before. They've made it all the way to executive producer, and I, I don't. I haven't <laughs> done anything with them. Yeah. I, you know, oh, no, no, my hat's at off. one point I, I was I, like, I'm going to shoot this and I'll put it out as a web series since it didn't get picked up, and I never did. And it. I, like, look, I'm I'm interested enough to go and see, and I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head. They did do a, a I think together, but certainly Rachel Sennett did a, a film prior to this, which I okay. haven't seen, which I, I'm keen to go and check out because, as you say, they got it off the ground. She's starring in it and writing it. That you know, Emma Seligman's written it and directing. You know, my hat's off to them, and it's not a piece of shit. Well, I know we're no. kind of slagging it off a bit. Uh, it's well, not bad. It's just not remarkable. This and this is my problem. I, I think a lot of it is expectations. Had I seen this movie maybe three months the ago, the trailer did it. It no might have been because the trailer is not just the trailer, just the reaction. Really like like good. I said, people that I genuinely respect and trust their opinions, and I'm not saying that their opinions wrong. It, some of those people think no, this is the best subjective. comedy of the year, and that's. I'm glad they think that. I, I don't. It's it's hard not to say they're wrong because I've seen better <laughs> stuff and objectively I think it's better. I, honestly, I, I think I think what we watched last week, Saltburn, is a is a much stronger comedy than this. Oh God, it's yeah, let's not mention them in the same sentence. It seems um, unfair. So yeah, I mean I again I I'm right there with you. I don't think this is a bad movie. I'm a five out of ten. I think it's a perfectly average, adequate film. I didn't hate my time watching yep. it. It's short. I just don't understand the um the talk around it and the buzz around it. And mm. I, I don't know. That's my issue. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think I gave it two and a half or I was going to on Letterboxd. So yeah, five out of 10. I will shout out though. Um, one of the few shining lights is, is Marshall Lynch's Mr. G, the teacher that kind of, yeah, yep. They, they rope in to guide their little fight club. I think I, I, I look, Apologies, I don't know if he's a professional wrestler or a professional football player. He's a he's he's not an actor. He's a sp- some sort of sports in inverted commas. If he's actually <laughs> WWE, but um, yeah. it, that's where he comes from. And I thought he was kind of a shining light. Most of the funny moments in this film uh, are down to him. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Hats off to him, if no one else. Nice. All right. Well, let's uh, let's do a countdown, mate. Because you know people have been saying this is one of the best teen comedies in years. Let's do our top ten teen comedies just for funsies. Um, yep. How about I kick it off? And yeah, please, because I've got a bunch of badly scratched <laughs> names. A, a chicken walked in ink and ran across a bit of paper. I need to decipher as we go. <laughs> well, I am going to kick us off with uh, 
a film whose director is going to make several appearances on this list um, because I'm just a massive, massive fan. And I'm starting <laughs> with Pretty in Pink as my number 10. John Hughes' That's classic Molly Ringwald. Oh, it's also on yours. <laughs> of course it's on my my, uh, my list is about 40% 80s, 40% 90s, and I think maybe a couple of early 2000s thrown in there for good measure. Um, I have very little 80s, and I know I'm going to be kicking myself for over a number of these that I haven't thought of because I, I've... I, I did a little bit of Googling, yeah, but I've been very busy boy this week and I haven't researched as much as I normally yeah. do. So yeah, I will have a lot of regrets at the end of this <laughs> top 10, I'm sure. Well, Pretty in Pink is one of those movies that I love. I, I wrestled between this and 16 Candles, um, but Pretty in I mean, you got James Spader. Yeah, like it's Everything just- with Spader is automatically better than anything without it is, spider it is i love john and cryer in this film um as ducky uh i just i'm a big fan of this pretty, and pretty in pink's andrew mccarthy isn't it it is yes yes yeah, see thin the, lips uh, much, as, much as i would love to claim that my 80s spirit animal as i was growing up was judd nelson the reality is it was andrew <laughs> mccarthy and always was well there you go that's my number 10 pretty in pink over to you mate and fan fucking tastic psychedelic first theme song too so yes you know, yes thanks for checking the column for that <laughs> i don't we haven't talked about this but i'm going to put this up for a vote so i'm going to st- not put them in order and i'm going to steal this one oh, early on dick. <laughs> <laughs> and it's another john hughes oh no which one is and it, it can well it, it's what's well, the best one it concerns a, a, a disparate group of students yeah who that's are my number two to give up some of their weekend oh. for detention, oh. and it is the Breakfast Club. Yep, that's my number two. I love this movie. <laughs> uh, it, this is, I think, uh, probably my favourite John Hughes film. And like you, I'm a big fan. He's a, such a big part of my, yeah, you know, childhood and growing up. Um, but I just think that the the premise of this movie is pure genius. Yeah, and. I think, without getting too soapboxy, I think this movie did a lot of good in terms of showing how different cliques of, of students or, or kids can get along and find common ground. And I think yeah. it's funny. It's It has just an inherent coolness to it. Yeah. But I think the emotional weight of this film is surpasses all of his other works I think, I, yeah i, I think agree it, it, i think it's something that, special i think this is his most poignant film and it, it's ironic that this is one that honestly he barely wrote it's like almost entirely ad-libbed which i think just shows the strength of the cast that he put together oh, there's a reason and, that all of these guys went on to long impressive careers because the sort of quote-unquote rat pack were not just a random collection of whatever actors could be found, they yep. they were some of the best of their generation. Definitely, yep. All right, my, that's my number two. So my number nine uh, is another 80s classic, and I know that you'll think this is a controversial pick um, because Ooh. we had a discussion where you said you weren't counting college films. I am. This is National uh, Lampoon's yeah, I, Animal I threw House. that out the fucking window no, when I started going through. It's a teen <laughs> movie. There's boobs. There's... <laughs> 
I loved I loved this movie. And when I think of teen movies, this is always one of the first ones that pops into my mind. Just the scene where he is up on so, the ladder watching through the sorority window. Oh, like, um, oh you this- bastard. <laughs> Faber College? Are we at Faber College? Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> yep. Animal House. I love this movie. It's it's gonna this is gonna sound weird, but um this movie reminds me of my dad. <laughs> I, I watched it. Again. I, I now you make me feel old as well as stealing my. Piece. I watched it with him when I was young, and uh, you know this was a favorite of his. But I, yeah, I love this movie, Animal House. Yep. All oh, right. This would have been, yeah, would have been my number one. Whatever. <laughs> right. Um, You're number nine. All right. What else can I steal from you? Um, <laughs> right. I'm oh, still going to put them on my list. Yeah. I've only got ten, so no, I'm not, I'm no not changing ups. anything. It has to be no double ups. <laughs> we didn't agree. You're to not that, allowed mate. to say anything I say, and vice versa. <laughs> All right. So my number nine then is an Alicia Silverstone film. Oh, you dick! Yeah, this is my number five. Oh, I thought it was going to be number one. That's, <laughs> now I'm feeling sad about that. picking. Yeah, obviously talking clueless. Yeah. Um, we, we, we've spoken before about our mutual love of this and what an oh, yeah. incredibly, fantastically clever... So one of the smartest written ...modernizations of a, sort of a classic novel it yeah. is. Um, it's literally, Emma, with modernized dialogue, but the entire plot is beat for beat. It, yeah. It's so smart and so funny and so clever. And Alicia Silverstone is just a fucking yeah. delight. Yep. Yeah. One of the easily one of the best comedies ever made, in my opinion. Not just teen comedies. It's so smartly written. Um, Topher and I famously, when we reviewed the you know most recent version of Emma, I think we ended up renaming yeah. that episode Emma slash Clueless because we spent most yeah. of the episode talking that about Clueless. That upsets me for obvious reasons, <laughs> but I, I, I agree with the Clueless love. Um, all right, my number eight. Is I don't know how you feel about this movie. I don't think we've ever spoken about it. Um, mm. But it came out, in my opinion, during that height of the resurgence of teen movies that happened in the late 90s, uh, early 2000s. And I'm talking about Can't Hardly Wait. I'll cross that up my list. Oh, it's on your list too. Excellent. Um, fantastic. Fantastic cars. Jennifer Love Hewitt oh, at her so prettiest. Funny. Um, you've got it's, Seth Green it's funnier. being fantastic. I, I, I kind of put it hand in hand with another film that I'm not going to mention the name of because it will guarantee <laughs> get mentioned. But I think this is actually funnier than that film. Okay, I'm curious to know what that film is in case that's on, on my list. <laughs> it, I, I 100% guarantee it will be. But tell us tell us more about why you love Can't Hardly Wait, mate. Oh, I, I just, I love this movie. Uh, I think... What really works for me about this movie is that it's very relatable, I think, particularly to a dude like me. Like our main character in this movie. You were that- Seth Green, weren't you? <laughs> Being a gangster. No. Is, is it Ethan Embry? Is that the lead guy? No. Yeah. It is? Yeah. But yeah. Ethan Embry is Mark from Empire. Yes, that's right. He's the lead in this, who also famously is named after the Embry Awards from uh, the Contrarians podcast. <laughs> yes, he is. Um, but I just think he's so relatable. The way that he pines after Jennifer Love You, I always think of the scene of her opening the pop tart, and um, <laughs> it just—I just, I love this movie. It's so there you go. That's my number eight. I need to rewatch it. It's—it's it's years since I've seen it, but uh, yeah, it's super funny. I can't remember the name of the um, redheaded girl who's sort of the almost co-lead 
with Embry, but yes. she's fabulous as well. Yes, I keep uh, mi- Clea Duval. With, um, no, no, it's not Clea Duval. She's probably in it because everyone's in this fucking movie. Oh no. yes, no, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yep, yeah. I get her mixed up with um, what's her name from that '70s show. Um, yep. Alrighty, I'm going with a Johnny Depp film. Uh, definitely not on my list. Called Crybaby. Yeah, I, I, as soon as you said Johnny Depp, I knew it was Crybaby. Never would have made my Which, list. I, I like this film. I don't love it, but tell us why see, you I do. Lo- this is Head and Shoulders, my favourite John Waters film. Better than Hairspray by a million miles as far as I'm concerned. I absolutely adore it. I love the music of it. I love the whole kind of Grease vibe of the Greases and the Socias um, in Outsiders parlance. I love... The car, you've got John Waters perennials like Ricky Lake in their free <laughs> talk show bullshit when she was still cool. Um, you've got Iggy Pop, you've got oh my god, it's just so fucking you know what cool. John Waters movie it's I right think needs to be talked about Iggy, more. Um, Pink Flamingos, no, 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 like no, no. uh, and I Serial Mum, yes, which I'd never it was a patron of the show that made me watch Serial Mum last yeah. year. I can't remember who it was, I apologize, it's, but it was it could fantastic. be that could be my number two Waters yeah, film. It was great. Um, there's he's in John Waters is kind of an unsung, he still gets lumped in with the early kind of shock stuff of Pink Flamingos and uh, it's and, and that divine era, which are have their place i'm not knocking them i was a fan back in my teens but his latter stuff i think there's some really clever satirical comedy stuff that he because he was so fearless and he didn't care about whether the films were popular or not and so you got some really brave comedy out of him but i I think crybaby is just I, i don't understand why it's not more popular yeah other than the fact it's kind of tarred with the water's brush and so um, it kind of gets lumped in with his more shocky stuff. But yeah. it's, fuck, it's Johnny Depp. It's yeah. Ricky Lake. It's a musical. It's funny. There's nothing overtly shocking in there. It's not fucking Pink Flamingos. I, d- I don't understand why it didn't have a resurgence when Depp's career took off Yeah, um, the way some of his earlier stuff did. But um, I just think it's it's a crack. It's a great musical. It's super funny. Awesome. Love it. Yeah. Alrighty. My number, what am I up to? Seven is uh, right up there next to Clueless for me in terms of what I think is one of the um, smartest written teen comedies ever. And it's Tina Fey's Mean Girls. Yep. There it is. Yep. I love this movie. I think it is just so good. It's Did so you drag funny. this down? Was this higher up your list and you thought you'd lose it? <laughs> I, uh, I thought this would be your number one. It's Actually, not, number not two. My... I thought Clueless would be number one. I thought this would be number two. No, no, no. But I, I do I do love this movie. I'm very curious for the, um, the new Mean Girls, the musical that's coming out soon, which they've, for some reason, really tried to hide in all the advertising that it's a musical. Probably which I don't... It sucks. Does it? I don't know. I just don't know why you do that. Like, I don't know. We're coming on like next year is the twenty. They did. A, they did a modern. They, they they did a new version of Heather's, and that fucking sucked. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I have no expectations. Oh, 
whatsoever for Mean Girls. Well, other than I believe that Tina Fey has still written it. I don't know if she's written any of the lyrics or anything. But, but I know that her husband is a composer, so I'm curious as to whether they wrote the songs together, perhaps. I haven't seen the trailer, no. I actually didn't know it was a musical. I've seen the trailer and there's no indication what's No, no, they really musical. try to hide that, yeah. Um, but yeah. The, the trailer's... The trailer's not bad, but it's it, it kind of gave me... It, it brought back memories of Gus Van Sant's um, Psycho. Psycho, yeah. It just didn't need to be it, done. It's There is nothing new yeah. from what you can see from the trailer. It doesn't appear to have a reason for being when it's not like the original is from the 1930s and is in black and white and looks yeah. shit and... There, there, it's not that old. There is no reason to be remaking something that I is agree. still perfectly relatable. The, My kids is, all like yeah. the original. It's, it, you know, kids can, it, it doesn't feel like a dated film. So yeah. why other than Agree. <laughs> money? Great um, cast, great screenplay. That's my number seven, Mean Girls. Over yeah. to you, buddy. Perfect pick. This is a film that I haven't seen in a fair few years, but I really enjoyed it and thought it was unsung at the time and it's a film called Adventureland. Oh god, yeah. Oh man. The great movie, great pick. Kristen Stewart, Jesse one of her Eisenberg, best films. Kristen Stewart. Yep. Um the kids sort of working over the holidays in a big sort of theme parky sort of thing. Yeah, yep. And I, I got I'm blanking on the director. Please help me out. Greg Matola, yep. writer and director. Um it's yeah, Ryan Reynolds in Before Anyone Knew Who He Was playing the slight, slightly pedo-y older <laughs> yeah. guy in the film. Um, it's just genuinely good. It's it's a it touching is, yeah. comedy. It's, it's almost a comedy drama, you know, from memory. Yeah, I'd but call it, it, it a it's dramedy. touching. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's, it's, yeah, it's genuinely good. It's got an, a really nice sort of 70s feel. I, I For me, it, you know, if I'm picking a Greg Matola film, I think this is a better film than Superbad. There you go. Interesting you mention it because my number six next up is Superbad, um, which oh, okay. I feel like a couple of years ago would have been higher on the list. Um, I do think on the last couple of rewatches it's come down a little bit, but I still think that this is a very, very, very funny film. It was a great introduction to uh, who's now kind of a cock apparently, but um, Jonah Hill um, Michael Cera, fantastic as always. This was kind of his breakout role after Arrested Development, which I was a massive fan of. Um, oh, yeah. that, that's Emma Stone. We get uh, what I believe is from memory our first sighting of Emma Stone, and she's fantastic in this movie. God, um, is it? I I can't think of anything I saw her in before this. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I, I I don't even remember in it, but it- yeah. Right. That tracks it. If she is in it, it would have been one of the earliest, so <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah, no, big, I, I still think this is a very, very funny movie. So, yep, that's my number six. Uh, now, as you know, because we talked about it off mic, <laughs> peek behind the curtains, hashtag. <laughs> um, I had completely forgotten about this until we started talking about this topic only earlier today. My next one is going to be a film called Get Over It. Yeah, I've never which, seen this film. I don't even know if I've heard of it. It's just listen to this cast list and tell me if you can say why this isn't in the same breath as things that will be higher on our list. Kirsten Dunst. That's your ben reason. Ben Foster. <laughs> I'm not a fan of Kirsten Dunst. 
Fuck, I'm not talking about you in particular and your fucking wrong opinions. Just listen to the list. Kirsten Dunst, who is a big fucking star. Ben Foster. Cisco. <laughs> Jesus, wow. This is going Shane back. Shane West. Colin Hanks. Oh, Zoe I actually, Saldana. I actually love Colin Hanks. Oh, Fuck, and you've just reminded me that Orange County should be on my list. Got, isn't. Stop interrupting my list of amazingness. <laughs> Colin Hanks, Zoe Saldana, Mila Kunis. Oh, wow. Swoozie Kurtz, Ed Begley Jr., Martin Short, Carmen fuck. Electra, Coolio, <laughs> uh, and some other people. Yeah, well, that, that, that is a, that's, is a, yeah, that's a massive There's list. There's some other, other fucking people. It's ridiculous. It, the film revolves around um, Ben Foster is this kind of slightly nerdy nebbish kid who, who is in uh, joins the drama club and they're doing a production of Midsummer Night's Dream because he wants to hook up with his sexy neighbour played by Kirsten Dunst who is a beautiful angel and her best friend is Mila Kunis who is also a beautiful angel and um, Ben Foster's mate is uh, Cisco uh, with or without thongs, I can't remember from memory. Um, but it's it, it's a very very smart. I, I'm answering my own question about why this wasn't a bigger hit. The whole movie follows the trajectory of Midsummer Night's Dream. Yeah, okay. So yeah. The, the, it's a it, 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 like a, a play within a play sort of thing. There, he, he's performing in the play, but at the same time, the overall overarching plot of the film kind of mirrors. Yeah, that with elements of Romeo and Juliet, so it's it's very Shakespearean in yeah. that sense, which is probably why a big uh, proportion of the audience kind of missed the joke. I, know, I don't know, man. Like ten things, ten things wanker, I hate about you. I was sounding like a wanker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ten things I hate about but, you was big. Like there's been lots of teen adaptations. Oh yeah, I mean, but, the, but that was very overt, and I think that even people who didn't know the yeah, Shakespearean yeah, yeah. illusions within it, it it is what it That's is. That's true. It's still it still a works. Whereas yeah. I. Th- I think this one kind of maybe, and, and I'm going back to uh, when did it come out? 90s or something. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, 2001. Holy shit. That's not that. 22 years. Fuck I'm old. Um, <laughs> feels like yesterday. Um, I, th- I, I don't think the film in this case worked unless you kind of got, were in on the joke. I think the, the Shakespearean illusions, because it's kind of, the, the, the overarching uh, plot of the film is mirroring the plot of the play. And if you're not familiar with the plot of the play, I think you missed a lot of what this film brought. And it just yeah, was okay. like a forgotten teen comedy. But I think it is a lot more than that. It's a lot cleverer than that. I'll check it out for sure. Well, my, number, my number five, as mentioned earlier, is Clueless. So we're right back over to you for your number five. To have double ups, I talk we it are so with this. Couldn't. This isn't the playlist. The playlist we kind of double apps. This this we can. I only made a list of ten, mate. I've rewritten my list on the fly, taking out <laughs> shit like Mean Girls and can't hardly wait. Well, you don't and have now to do that. They're not in there anymore. Well, put one well, of them it's here, too buddy. Too late. Put one of it's them here. Too late. And and now my ordering's all fucked up because I was stealing shit like Clueless early, so you couldn't have it. So the whole fucking thing's a mess now. All right, fuck it. I'm going to pick Slackers next. Oh, yes. Great film. Uns- another unsung one. Um, first thing I think I ever saw Jason Schwartzman in. Yeah. Pretty sure this came out before Rushmore. Is that, would that be right? I think it would have, yeah. That, that's my recollection. 
possibly the greatest unsung actor of the last 30 years, Devin Sower. How how the fuck after Final Destination and this, he didn't <laughs> have this burgeoning career? Because of you know what, he was he was too much of a teen heartthrob. He couldn't. He he couldn't break through the way Leo ugly. did. He's still a fucking good-looking dude I, now. I, I know, but he the same way that Leo was seen as the pretty boy, that's what Devin Sowell was seen as. Leo's got a moon as. face. He was <laughs> never going to be an attractive leading man, and yet bizarrely was. Devin Sowell, handsome fucking dude. Still a handsome dude now. He's kind of like a better-looking Anthony Michael Hall yeah. and is relegated to kind of B-movie shit for the last umpteen decades yeah but that aside Devin Sower fantastic main character best friend Jason Siegel everyone fucking loves him yeah Jamie yeah. King Laura Prepon speaking of hot redheads from that 70s show that's who it was yes <laughs> yep um, very funny very very funny film yep um, concerns a couple no three guys I think there's a there's a third also ran who's not as famous as Devin Sower and, and Jason Siegel. But the, our main guys are kind of sort of slacker college students, um, who uh, Devin Sower is trying to get onto Jamie King, and Jason Schwartzman is this creepy as fuck nerdy hall monitor type who is obsessed with her and constantly trying to thwart them. Um, you've got. Possibly, uh, we have, we'll probably do a top 10 needle drops at some point, but there is an amazing yeah. musical scene with Ace of Bases. I saw the sign in this. Um, and Jason Schwartzman is just hilariously funny as this creepy guy who's made a hair doll out of hair from this girl that he likes. <laughs> <laughs> and, she, oh, it's so funny. Yeah. Unsung. And in, in a little bit of a call back to 80s days of yore, does have Getty Watanabe in it. Yeah. In a, in a small role. Yeah. So there you go. Long Duck Dong <laughs> makes yeah. an appearance. Nice. All right. Uh, well, my number four, speaking of Long Duck Dong, is... Um... <laughs> <laughs> Is another John Hughes film. It's the second John Hughes film on my list, but not the last. Uh, and it is, I think, the best film featuring Sir Matthew Broderick. It is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, ah, all right, cross that off. Good call. <laughs> which is just one of, again, similar to some of the others on this list, not just one of the best teen comedies, one of the best comedies, oh, one of the best films. One of the best films of the decade. Um, just absolutely fantastic. It's it's such a simple premise Kid skips school, takes his girlfriend and best friend out and, you know, the, the principal tries to track them down. But the way that it's executed, the way it's put together, it feels really poignant. There are some moments in this film that really feel like they have actual gravitas, but it never feels too heavy. Um, no. Fantastic it's, it's cast. They perfect. absolutely Start nail it. Yep. Perfect film. So that is my number four. Yeah. Absolutely can't fault it. it. One of the best films of, the, of that decade. Yeah. And sh just, yeah, sheer perfection on every front. Abe Froman, The Sausage Skinny of Chicago. It's <laughs> yeah. so fucking quotable. Yeah. You know, don't make me get snooty. Snotty? Snooty? <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking good. Yeah. All right. How can I top that? I don't think I can. Unless 
I pull forth a Michael Lehman film from the same decade. Okay. With my man Christian Slater <laughs> and the, um, the biggest crush of my childhood years, and that is Heathers. Yeah. I know how much you love this film. It's been a long I time since I've seen fucking Heathers. Adore- oh, I don't think I've seen it. Heathers since probably about 98. Um, it's been a very oh, wow. long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This literally gets trotted out every, I would say, at least once a year. The kids are all obsessed with it now. Yeah, and right. to my eternal pride, oh, my God, nothing. I don't care what awards they win at school. Nothing will make me prouder <laughs> as a father than that they all refuse to watch the fucking new series. <laughs> They've seen the trailer and they went, that looks like shit. <laughs> so I beamed with pride and we watched the original Heathers once again. Uh, nice. Fucking phenomenal. Yeah, I know how much Dark is dark. It is dark. So black. Yeah. It's brilliant. All right, my number three is a movie that I have sung the praises about on this podcast many, many times, so I won't talk too long about it. I think it is the best parody film of all time. It is not another teen movie, which is so fucking funny. I watch this movie at least once every six months. I just get on a random kick where I'm like, I want to watch not another teen movie. And Nooski's always like, no, you can watch that alone, which I do, because I think it's fucking hilarious. It like, the way that it, encompasses and makes fun of but also shows love to so many of those oh, films it's, it's, that I it's adore. the very epitome of loving parody. Molly Ringwald showing up at the end saying fucking teenagers Amazing. gets me every yep. time. Uh, Melissa Joan Hart starting the slow clap. I, just, I love this movie. It's so yep. funny. It will never not be funny to Everything. me. And <laughs> the thing I love is it works whether or not you get all the references. So you could come in that this is a like an 18-year-old who knows nothing about 80s teen comedies. Yeah. And it's still a funny movie. Yeah. But you can come into it at our age and you've got things like the Varsity Blues whipped cream <laughs> yes. thing. You've got yep. the, the Molly Ring world. You've got all these references. There's a whole another layer. Yes. But the film itself without those references still it's, fucking it's, works. It's still it works hilarious. Well. Yeah. Yep. And that's, and that's, it doesn't rely on that. Yes. Unlike so many exactly. other things. Whether or not without you know, the fan service, yeah. it fails. That's right. Whether or not you know it's a parody of She's All That, the scene where they're picking her and he's like, oh, come on. She's got overalls and paint on her clothes. She's hideous. <laughs> that's still funny. Whether or not it's a parody of She's <laughs> All That. She's got a gun. She's, she's got oh, a gun. Get, get down. <laughs> when he's trying to sing a song. Yeah. And even if you don't know that that's a so parody good. of 10 Things I Hate About You, it's, it's still. Funny, Hilarious. but it's so much more funny. Yeah, yeah. And the opening scene where they're all coming at this <laughs> thing, the they're all coming into a room, <laughs> yeah. and she's balls deep with the Uber yeah. vibrator. Oh yeah. my god, that's so funny. <laughs> I need. I want to go and watch that again now. Yeah, I Good might. Well, I might watch right. it after this. Yeah. Possibly the only actual teen comedy, leaving aside sort of college ones, which we are kind of nominally including. Possibly the only teen comedy funnier, and I'm going back to the heyday of John Cusack, and I'm pulling out a film called Better Off Dead. Yeah, this is a film that I have very little memory of. I know that I've seen it. Oh my it, god, you need to and rewatch I, I have it. That's very shameful. vivid memories for some reason of the the VHS box, <laughs> but um, it's yeah, it's, I, it I was don't that... have strong memories um, of the film itself. Uh, like, yeah, you've reminded me as well that I should have had the sure thing on this list because I love the sure thing. Oh, which is that? 
That's the one where John Cusack and uh, I forget her name, some uptight chick. <laughs> like they're they're driving across country. She's driving to go see her boyfriend, and he's going because he's heard about this chick that he can definitely fuck. And uh, <laughs> which is why it's oh, called the yeah, sure yeah. thing. It's, She's a sure thing. And so they kind of hate not each Demi other. Moore. Not Demi Moore. It's um, is it Ioni Sky? No, it's uh, not Ioni Sky. I was going to say Ioni Sky. It's either Ioni Sky or the one that I get confused with Ioni yeah, Sky. Yeah, I think it's Jamie the one Gertz. that I can't recall. But either way, it's a great movie. One of those 80s brunettes. <laughs> yeah, I should, I should have had that on the list. Yeah. Savage Steve Holland. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Now that you've given me time to, to fucking IMDb. <laughs> Savage Steve Holland, who, who yeah, One Crazy Summer, which was the one with Demi Moore, um, Better Off Dead, and he had a couple of others. Yeah. And he had his own sort of, uh, I think it was him that did this cartooning stuff. And so he, there were animated cartoons and things, which were the cartoons that Cusack's character did. And that was the same, I think, in both of them. So there was there's some animation in there as well. So in Better Off Dead, for example, he um, he's a Cusack's a high school student. Uh, his girlfriend, who uh, was played by uh, what's her name, the blonde from Nightmare on Elm Street, yeah, um, dumps him for the captain of the, 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 the this European skiing champion. Cusack, meanwhile, uh, is family are bonkers his dad's played by david ogden steers from mash his mum is fucking mental and keeps cooking these bizarre things that come to life on the plate and crawl it's very very surreal very funny you've got uh curtis armstrong booger from revenge of the nerds yeah. who we love he's in there um and it, the, the the general gist of the story is is cusack kind of building up to this skiing showdown against this kind of borderline Nazi European ski champion to win back the heart of his blonde girlfriend. Meanwhile, he's slowly falling in love with the exchange student who's living with the fucking crazy people, the yeah. neighbours. Um, it's, it's, I cannot recommend it highly enough. It is so funny. Yeah. I'll it's have to so surreal. It it's, and, and so there's, there's so much stuff that's come out of this film into the zeitgeist. The militant paper boy who is constantly chasing him for an overdue payment for the papers he delivers and chasing him around going, I want my $2. Is <laughs> yeah. Even people who haven't seen the film would sort of go, oh, I know what that is. <laughs> it's, it's so clever. Yeah. Such a great film. Nice. All right. Well, my number two uh, is The Breakfast Club, which I think, agree with you, is John Hughes's best film. Massive fan of John Hughes. He's part of the reason that I got into film and everything in the first place. So uh, there you go. That's my number two. So we're straight back to you. Since we're including college stuff, can't go past it. Van Wilder. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Can I tell One you a secret? One of the funniest films if you tell me you've never seen Van Wilder... I've never seen Van Wilder. How the fuck do you exist on this planet? Are you a pod person? <laughs> it, it was... Uh, I don't want to sound Can like you our do good me friend Julio from The Contrarians, Can, but it, I, I liked to be a long. contrarian and it was just... It was way too popular. It just didn't... <laughs> yeah, everyone said it was good, so I thought... Yeah. I just won't watch it. Yeah, pretty much. Can you do me a favour... <laughs> 
it's not long. It's like 89 minutes or something. Can you just watch it after this record? Okay. If we finish I early enough, I'll watch it, it tonight. Is, it is one of the funniest things you will see. All right. If we can wrap up in the 100%. next- 100%. If we can wrap up in the next half hour, I'll watch it tonight. I promise. Yeah. Well, we don't, I, I guess just postpone to next week. I think we can do that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I will watch Van... I'll tell you what. I'll watch it and I'll give you a little mini review at the end of next week's episode on The Holdovers. Nice. All right. Love it. There we go. <laughs> I will say no more about it then for risk of spoiling it, but okay. it is one of the I, funniest I know. I know that it's in the same vein as my number one where, correct me if I'm wrong, is it a bit of a gross-out film? Like, I, I believe I've heard something about oh, it. Are only only one or two scenes. The or? overall film, no. Okay. The overall film right. is just Ryan Reynolds straight out of um, Two Guys, A Girl, and A Pizza Place. Yeah, okay, yeah. And and putting his stamp on the world. Yeah. This is this is the film okay. that kind of went people know that's what his shtick is has, before it was time. Uh, ha- has me saying gross out film, has that given you any kind of indication of uh, what my number one might be? I can predict your number one. Yeah. No, actually I fucking can't okay. because um, you said it's, it is, it's it's not a college. It's not film. college. It's a big homage to John Hughes, which is why I love it so much. It is American Pie. It is the resurgence. No, no, no. They're high school students. They're trying to get laid. Yeah, they're trying to get laid before prom. That's the whole. Oh, okay. In in that case, yeah, this I knew would be your number one. I I got confused. I I love and adore this film so much. I I rewatched this film is amazing. I rewatched the entire franchise about two weeks ago. And my memory is that the rest of the films were good. I remember really liking American Reunion. The rest not fucking good, but I suck. <laughs> the rest is so I don't bad. hate any of them. I don't even hate fucking Bandcamp because it's got the cute chick <laughs> that I have a soft spot for. Um, but one, one and two... Yeah, head and shoulders above all the rest. That's a given. Looking back, but I I don't hate the wedding one. Yeah, looking back, are there parts of this film that are kind of icky by today's standards? Yeah, hundred percent. It's like what's icky? I mean, he he live streams Shannon Elizabeth getting naked without her consent. SJW bullshit. That's I'm just saying, not it's, endorsed it's by a, the film. A, it is depicted. Uh, it is not endorsed, and that is well, a huge I, fucking. I, I actually disagree on rewatch. I actually think it kind of is endorsed. There's never any consequence or punishment or anything. It's I don't know. It kind of is endorsed to a certain extent. No, um, but I'm okay with it because Shannon Elizabeth is, and I think I think I and, and did you say there's no punishment? Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. He comes. You don't in think he's ridiculed for the rest of the yeah. film for prematurely ejaculating <laughs> twice? Yeah. Um, I think I actually said this to you and maybe some others. It might have even been in the countdown patron group chat when I rewatched this. I uh, said I think that Shannon Elizabeth in American Pie is the prettiest a woman has ever been. I think she is so attractive in this film. Insanity. <laughs> insanity. But I just She's I, not ugly, but that's insanity. I love it. It's it's a cast of scallywags that somehow came together. Some of them went on to be bigger names, you know, Chris Klein had a bit of a career for a little while. Uh I, in fact, Pretty fuck, good. I should have had election on this film, which is one of my favorite films. But anyway, that's a good film. Yeah. I should have had that too. There you go. American Pie is my number one. Over to you for your number one. Yep. Let's top it off. Uh, I'm going to go with Dead Man on Campus. There you go. Right. Out of the left field. Yeah, that is out of left field. I haven't seen that in a long time. I haven't seen it in a long time either, but I remember thinking it was very good. Um, 
And it's all out of order, so who cares? Um, <laughs> I, I definitely prefer to Orange County or Loser, which were the other two options. I, I really so, love Orange County. I should have had Orange County on this list. I'm a big I don't, Colin I don't fan. dislike them. Yeah. But Dead Man on Campus, I remember really liking just the, the, just the premise of, of um, similar to um, uh, Slackers. Yeah. Where you've got college students who are kind of finding loopholes, bending the rules, and they discover that if your roommate kills themselves, you get an automatic A for everything, and you just sail through to the next yeah. year. Yeah. And so, on that premise, um, dark as it is, they go on an escapade to try and kind of fake a dead roommate, which yeah. I just think, and it, it's um, Tom Everett Scott. Yeah, right. So yeah. I wasn't a mile. Off. Oh my <laughs> yeah. god! And it's and, and really, fuck. That's how long since I've. I need to rewatch this. It's also Mark Paul Gosler. Yeah, right. Who I absolutely love. Not, not because I was. I'm too old to have really been into the whole Saved by the Bell bullshit. But <laughs> other than liking the, you know, fucking female members of that cast. But I'm a huge fan of the TV show that he did with um oh thing oh fucking little fella fuck me i can't remember shit today i've had too many martinis um uh franklin and bash which i think is one of the greatest legal tv shows of all time yeah so there you go i'm nice. a huge fan of mark paul gosler i need to re-watch this film because i didn't realize he was in it but yeah it, he and tom everett's got basically come together to get a free pass through the year by faking a suicidal roommate. Yeah. And it is, in my slightly hazy memory, pretty fucking dark. Yeah, I've got to rewatch it. My memory was pretty, really they, enjoyed they, it. they go out trying to find suicidal roommates yep. and then manoeuvre them into killing themselves. <laughs> yeah. It's. It, it, I, I think from memory, Paul and Wayne on the countdown put up something recently about Oh, movies that um, wouldn't get made today? Movies that couldn't get made today? Yeah. Trying to get a suicidal roommate and then convince them to kill themselves. <laughs> Again, yeah, I don't think something that could get over the line today. Yeah. But there you go. And as with almost all teen comedies from the 90s, got Alison Hannigan in it. Of course it does. <laughs> Well, there because you go. Why wouldn't you? So that's our that's our um, big uh, big crossover. Both and Jason Segel. Oh my god! I need to rewatch this fucking movie. Yeah. Jason Segel, and he's so far down the cast. And Linda Cardellini. <laughs> oh, I fucking love Linda Cardellini. I know she's amazing. <laughs> They're so far down the list. This must be. It's this, this is what, what, what year? Fucking year is this? this is oh, like, that cast has got to be two thousand one. No, no, no. Ninety eight. Ninety eight. Okay. Which probably explains why they're all. Low down on the list. Well, yeah. Let's face it, we all love Tom Everett Scott, but his career. Can so be that that was before thimble. Freaks and Geeks, then, because Linda Cardellini and Jason Segel. I feel like that was ninety nine, and that was when they kind of became. No, 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 no. Freaks and Geeks is mid ninety, surely. You sure? Yeah. Ninety nine to two thousand. There you yeah. go. All right. I know my TV shows, Freaks and Geeks. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Christ. Okay. All right. Yeah, I shouldn't have doubted you. You, you, you and your nineties TV shows. Yeah. I'll, I'll weigh in when it's seventies and eighties. I'll stick. I'll, I'll stick in my fucking lane. Well, there you go. Next week we will be checking out the holdovers, new Paul Giamatti, Alexander Payne joint, and may or may not be the best film of the year. Whatever. 
Oh, now that's got me really excited. I said may or may not. <laughs> and a uh, sneaky little uh, bonus review of uh, Van Wilder, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but in the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at wewatchthething.com or wewatchthething at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and X. I nearly said Twitter for a minute there, all under the handle at wewatchthething. Gonna get ya. If you want to help support the show, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash wewatchthething. We're recording two new episodes of The Hunt for the Perfect Album tonight. Uh, which, of course, Count has them. also started rolling out on the main feed. So I hope you're enjoying that. Mm. And we'll catch you next week. You're all officially time travellers now. You're <laughs> listening to episodes that were recorded months ago. Yeah. <laughs>